show coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider. Supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Bick Nazar, Dom, Elon running the show today. Plus you, 650, 650 into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber, three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street. Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver. Online, DunbarLumber.com. Still getting used to the new tunes, Dom. You've been in the lab for like two weeks, putting it all together. Yes. Sound sharp, man. Sound sharp. Plus all the other segments. All got tunes to them? Uh, I don't know if two tweets and a lie will. Oh, yeah. You, you just let the people it. know. Yeah. Later today, coming up in like 15, 20 minutes, two tweets and a lie. We love checking in on the reaction people have when they see a uh, big tweet. So, so we're going to play a bit of a game later today. Two tweets and a lie. Featuring Plus, a special guest. Oh, I don't even know who the special guest is. Save it. Save it. We'll do that coming up in uh, about 20 minutes time here on the People's Show. Uh, Brendan Batchelor, speaking of special guests, he will join us uh, later on in the show as well as he's in Penticton getting ready for the Young Stars tournament, warming up his vocal cords for tomorrow's game, which you'll hear on Sportsnet 650. And, of course, throughout the course of the weekend leading into Monday as well, People's Show will be uh, – actually, no, sorry. People's Show is not going on location. I'm joining Canucks Talk on Monday uh, live from the Milford leading into Young Stars Tournament as well. All right. So second half of the show, again, Brendan Batchelor will join us. First half of the show, we got two tweets and a lie coming up. Do want to touch on uh, week two of the NFL as well, though. Tonight, Vikings, Eagles – Focus on that game in just a bit, but week two gets underway. So make sure you set your fantasy lineups as well. All of that. Don't get caught with uh, Kenneth Gainwell still in your starting lineup or something like that. It's the worst. Thursday night, especially if you're in, in, in your flex, and you're like, oh, all these guys I could have put in. Unless you're in a super thin league and uh, Kenneth Gainwell really is your best option. Yeah. Hey, key, key thing on Thursday, move your Thursday guys out of the flex. Got to remember that. Yeah. Can't can't be doing that. That's a that's rookie mistakes one on one. Give yourself the flexibility come Sunday if you need to make some changes. But week two, important week. We all know the stats. Hey, teams that go to two playoff chances completely plummet. So looking ahead right here, which teams can't afford to go zero and two? Not all records are equal, right? Technically, there's a bunch of teams sitting here at zero and one. I, I think all of us would give the benefit of the doubt to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they go into, there's a lot of faith that they can come back from that. Cincinnati did it last year. I'll even extend them a bit of a benefit of the doubt that they can do it again. It's not something that you should be trying to do, obviously. Not out here trying to catch L's. Cincinnati, they opened the season with two division losses. That's obviously a huge problem, but... I got. I have enough faith in Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Jamar Chase, that whole group. The defense, they'll sort it out if they end up going zero and two. But which teams for you can't go zero and two? I'm going to start with Buffalo. You lose that game, Elon. Looking at me from across the glass here, Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You go zero and two in that division, especially if the Dolphins go two and zero. And you got Miami coming up soon here on the schedule. 
They're going to London as well. Week four, That's week five. That's always tough because Jacksonville's used to that flight. That's their home game. I think probably a shorter flight for Buffalo than Jacksonville. But the reason I, I'm highlighting the London game, they don't have a bye week after that. Usually teams take the London game, bye week, rest up. It's been a bit of a trend recently where teams have stopped doing that and they can pick a later bye week. So Buffalo's done that, but it's still going to have an effect on you. Transatlantic travel and then playing these physical games. And the thing is, like, the meat of their schedule is still on the way, too. Like, they're going to have KC after the bye week. They're going to play the Chargers late in the year. Dallas as well. Throw in two divisional games to end the year. It's going to get pretty hectic for Buffalo here pretty soon. It's not an easy schedule. You're playing a first-place schedule now. It's gets tough. And so right now at 0-2, coming off the week, and Josh Allen just got to look a bit more stable. We always say, hey, when it's at its thickest, what the, the truest version of yourself reveals itself. And Josh Allen, under pressure, played like we've seen him be a bit too chaotic come Monday night. How is he going to do that with pressure this weekend uh, versus Vegas, who started the season well? And Vegas gets that win versus Denver. They're on this list here. Which teams can't go into? By the way, uh, 650-650 if you want to chime in uh, with thoughts on your favorite team or anybody else that's 0-1. Denver, they're against Washington this week. But I'm more focused that this is a, would be another home loss for them. They got Miami coming up next week. This Sean Payton regime, everyone's waiting to get back on board with Russell Wilson. You start 0-2. Boy, is there some knives going to be out for Russell Wilson. Sean Payton's secure. All oh, that's fine. But... The QB starts 0-2, both losses at home, where they're supposed to have an advantage because of mile high. They're supposed to have an advantage early part of the season. You go 0-2 to begin the year, both home losses. That is really, really troubling, especially when you got Miami on deck, who's going to just a boat race, playing early season in Miami with the heat. Never an early, uh, never an easy thing to do. Uh, Miami, they beat the Chargers. Chargers, they got at Tennessee. This is more about the Chargers having to claw their way back into the AFC. It's an unenviable position if they got to do it. They should be able to overcome Tennessee, but Brandon Staley, there's a lot of heat on you right now. That side of the ball does not look proficient at all. That's what he's supposed to be good at. It can't always just be, hey, when we're healthy, we're good. You've got to showcase that you're strong on that side of the ball too. Miami... We've been talking about Tua and Mike McDaniel all week. They had so many explosive plays. They looked so dangerous all throughout that game. You go into Tennessee and you pick up an L, a lot of questions are going to be start looking at you. And you know, Brandon Staley was on my short list of first coaches fired this season. You go into, it's going to start looking real bad that bye week coming up early. If they're under 500, it'd be an early trigger, but I would understand if the Chargers made a move come week five, week six. Look, heavy offense. Everyone talks about their yeah. defense, but they have guys on D. Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack. It's just coming down to execution. 100%. And, and A, execution, and B, it's like, are these guys set up for success? Brandon Staley was awesome in L.A. Helps when you got Aaron Donald and you got Jalen Ramsey and all these guys. If that's what it takes... And you're you're not executing on your side of the ball. People are going to be out on you real fast if they're not already uh, out on you. Hey, another co- defensive coach who's supposed to be fantastic on that side of the ball, Pete Carroll, Seattle. That defense is supposed to be making improvements. The, hey, the the run D, hey, it looked better. But you're at Detroit, not going to be an easy game this week. 
this is a team you're going to be vying for with the wild cards team uh, spot eventually. Maybe Detroit wins the uh, the a- the NFC North, but if they slip up and the Packers are there, the Vikings are there, this could be a team you can get a tiebreaker on this week. Do not go to 0-2. Always going to be catching up, uh, trying to leapfrog Detroit then. And this is what's supposed to be the easy part of the schedule for Seattle. They have one of the easier schedules for me, but it's going to get tougher. They played the rebuilding Rams. That's a loss. Carolina and the Giants are coming up. The back end of the season, you got Bengals, Ravens, Browns, two games against the 49ers in Dallas later on the year. Your offensive line isn't sorted by those last two or those last three against the 49ers in Dallas. There's some L's in the back half of that uh, schedule. So 0-2 is dire situation for the Seattle Seahawks. Pittsburgh, the Steelers, Kenny Pickett did not look good. They're against Cleveland, whose defensive line, we'll touch on them in just a bit. Their defensive line looked fantastic in week one, not just Miles Garrett, but everything that Jim Schwartz tuned up. The Steelers, if they slide here, a second home loss, a divisional game is well in this spot for the Steelers. That would not be good. It's difficult to go into a, whatever it's called now, not Heinz Field, Akersher Field uh, right now in Pittsburgh. It's difficult to get wins there. If they start the season 0-2 at home, it's going to be much tougher for Mike Tomlin to restore his glory of always finishing above 500. And last one here for me, New England. They got a difficult schedule. That AFC East mentioned Buffalo earlier. They do have a difficult schedule this year, but going 0-2 might make it impossible for the Patriots uh, to climb back into that wildcard race, who are on Sunday Night Football this week. So big shout-out to the Patriots, getting some primetime viewing uh, as well. 650-650. Jeffro, I got four touchdowns from Brian Restbrook like 15 years ago. Uh, on a Thursday night. And also, my Broncos can't go into tough stretch to make their playoffs with their schedule. Uh, that one's an unsigned text. And yeah, they, they're going to be playing Kansas City a couple of times before their bye week in week nine. Then they play Buffalo after that. So huge AFC juggernauts for the Denver Broncos uh, coming up even before uh, week 11. So if they don't get it right, it could be dire situation. Uh, this one, Vikings in Philly tonight, plus seven and a half. Let's go. I would take them straight up. Skull. That one's from Jay Madden. That's uh, the Viking shout. Skull. Is that Josh's burner? <laughs> J- Josh playing Madden? Just Jay Madden. Actually, that's Jay Madden from the Fantasy League, the People's Show Fantasy League. Uh, big shout out to uh, to everyone joining in on that. Dom, how did you do last week on the uh, People's Show Fantasy I League? I won. Uh, by the way, shouts to Todd Naslund. Can you stop making so many moves in the middle of the no, night? No, no, I wake no. up Active, in the morning, man. Todd, Active. and I get like 100 notifications that Todd Naslund has made a move. Uh, low scoring week as was across the league, so reflected in fantasy. Uh, shouts to Vicky from Poco, the, yeah. the, the runaway week one winner. Uh, in the People's Show Fantasy League. I beat Jordan Langley. I lost. I don't remember who I lost to. By the way, in the 650 Fantasy League, as per usual, um, you just absolutely raked. Go figure. It's not fair. Go Actually, I was, I was talking about this with some friends of mine. Um, I didn't win last year, league, though. Didn't you? No. I thought I, you had I, the best league. I, I had far and away the best points. Yeah, yeah. And I just... I didn't... So honestly... Not to brag. Oh, I didn't even set my lineup some weeks. Stop it. And I just trounced. Stop it. And uh, what ended up happening is Batch had a crazy week against me in the semifinals, and Batch went on to win. You don't need to make excuses for your poor performance. We all know you're good. Yeah. Uh, um, but I was talking to my friends about this. Mm-hmm. Being in a work league like this is incredibly difficult. 
Because everyone in this work league, save for a couple of people, like me. Um, we talk about it all day. It's in the like our zeitgeist every day. Yeah. Like, we're focused on it every day. Honestly, I was really pleased we didn't do a lot of fantasy segments this year uh, leading up to uh, my, my personal drafts. Because I had a bunch of friends say, I haven't heard any of your uh, fantasy takes. I was like, by design this year, yeah. fellas. By design. I'm not trying to key you in on my Brandon Ayuk hype this year. Like, you know when you're in a draft and you see, a, like, a sleeper pick, like, down the line? And you're like, oh, man, I'm going to get him next. I'm going to get him next. Nope. No. Nope. Goes fast. Everyone, goes fast. Everyone in this league is playing checkers. Everyone. Sorry, chess. No one's playing oh, checkers. You got it wrong. Don, I, I'm Donald. Donald's playing checkers on his own analogies. Yeah. I'm dead last, man. I'm pissed off. Don't worry about it. Elon, you did all right this week? Oh, no. I, I topped you, didn't I? Yeah, you taught me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Vic, don't do it to him, man. Ayuk, Jones, man. Eckler. It's yeah. pretty lucky week one, and Jones and Eckler are questionable pretty, coming into next week. Lucky. So Hey, so long as they got the important W. Oh, Vic, I can't believe you just did that. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right. Hey, it's all well and good to win week one, but you got to consolidate it. you got to move into week two, uh, even across the NFL. Let's fantasy talk here. Who's got to build on week one? It's confirmation week. We, we did the teams that can't go 0-2. Uh, good shouts in the inbox, 650-650. The Buffalo Bills. This one's from ID Unknown. Puff, puff, Buffalo Bills. 650-650. Uh, uh, but who's got to build upon week one? I'm still going to say Tua. Look, I was very encouraged with what he did. Alabama QB finally showing up the pre-draft hype. But again, do it again. It's not a successful act until you follow it up and do it again. And Miami... Uh, going to have a chance this week against Sunday Night Football versus those New England Patriots who defensively put on a fantastic performance against the Eagles. Tua, there's going to be a lot of pressure coming at you through the middle of the field. That's what he was so great at on Sunday. Navigating the pocket, stepping up, making some nice strikes. If it gets a bit frenzied with New England. Different defense. We're very physical. They're not only are they going to try to come through the middle to to sack you, they're just going to throw offensive linemen at you through the middle. It's not always about getting the the sack when it comes to Bill Belichick. It's putting the pressure on. Also, for the first times in the Mac Jones era, their offense actually looks competent under a new OC. Uh, um, Mac Jones is on this list here too. Finally, it looked like rookie season Mac Jones had Josh McDaniels, and it just looked a bit more competent. So, Mac Jones, absolutely on this. Do it again. Can you follow it up and confirm what you did in week one and show that that offense is taking a step? Two was one. Mac Jones is another Texan with yours, 650-650, who's got to redo what they did in week one. I'm still going to focus on the Browns defense. Jim Schwartz has done this before. He's meddled. He's very strong. It's... The defense on a whole, if they, if the Browns are actually taking a step defensively, there's way less pressure on that offense. And that Kevin, that's Kevin Stefanski's side of the ball. But if it's not all on their, their success this year, doesn't hinge on Deshaun Watson's progress, then that's a huge weight off the shoulder of Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, that group in a fantastic offensive line. The Browns defense, how they're set up this weekend is going to be something to keep an eye on. Because if they follow it up with another strong performance, they go into Cincy. 
Uh, or they, they host Cincy and they get that win, strong offense. And if they go against Pittsburgh here and muddy the waters against uh, the Steelers, Browns could be looking at a 10-win season if they start 2-0 and to begin the weekend. Uh, another defense, the Saints defense, going to be keeping an eye on. Multiple interceptions. Now, is that a Ryan Tannehill thing? Or is that a Saints defense type of thing? And this is a team that mentioned, hey, their schedule is very easy. They play Carolina this weekend. Low-key, I think the Saints can start the season 5-1. and one. they got Carolina coming up this weekend, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, then New England, then Houston. Look, there's a chance they can run this out. Too. And they'll get Kamara back. back yeah, and, and Kamara's games. coming back. Like, there's a chance they're 7-2, and 5-1. It could be a strong unit, and the fact that you get to play a rookie QB again. Saw the stat that a, a, a rookie QB hasn't won the opening week. Uh, the, sorry, the first overall QB hasn't won week one since, like, 2002. You're on a bad team. They were first. They were drafting first overall for a reason. Uh, all problems can't, uh, can't get solved in week one. Uh, week two carryover for Bryce Young. How does it look for Carolina on a Monday night against that Saints defense? And then Anthony Richardson. I know it's a loss, but he, he looked pretty good. good. He, he's full value for being kind of freakish athlete, athlete and, and still a lot of composure in the pocket. We'll talk about uh, him with Mark Schofield next week. If you miss any of our chats with Mark Schofield, jump uh, onto the podcast the People Show Pod on Tuesdays. We talk to Mark Schofield. Uh, we'll also have much more uh, with Mark coming up next week. The other big one for me, I'm going to go with Green Bay, but it's Matt LaFleur. Now we're in a spot where it's we're separating church and state to some degree. We're se- separating Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. So we have this chance to really evaluate what is Matt LaFleur, and it went fantastic. Jordan Love got a lot of the hype, but it's important to to mention the head coach deserves some credit in this too. Are we getting a pure version, a pure look at what the Matt LaFleur offense looks like under Jordan Love? But if if that's who's setting it up for success, if Green Bay offensively is deviated from having to live in an Aaron Rodgers world where it's all catered to Rodgers and he's having his success in it. But now Matt LaFleur, who comes from that Shanahan tree, McVay, Mike McDaniel, that that group of offensive minds, if we're seeing him get to play his game, hey, Green Bay could be really scary. They're going up against Atlanta. It's not exactly a vaunted defense by any means. So if we see some creativeness out of Green Bay, uh, it could be a fantastic springboard to their season where they're looking at double-digit wins as well. 650, 650. Uh, who took uh, a Rodgers in the People Show Fantasy League? How early was he drafted? That's from Snoop the Dog. Don, was that you? Why Why are we Why are we doing this? Why? Why? You're just trying to rub salt in the wound, man? Like You did take Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I, I did. I honestly can't even remember. Of course it was me. That's a direct shot at me. Harsh. I'm already hurting over here. That's fine. That's You're hurting. That's fine. Thanks, buddy. Take it in stride. Take it in stride. Sometimes you just got to play hurt, man. Overplay, playing hurt. Overcome. Uh, but Snoop the Dog does want to know when you uh, took Aaron Rodgers. Do you remember what round it was? Uh, I think it was seventh round. Yeah, it was eighth Six round. Eighth? Harsh. There you yeah, go. There you go. That's harsh. Uh, all right. We're, we're, we're trying this out today. Because we, we love uh, sending each other tweets. And and some of these tweets might even be your tweets. But people tweet to 
you know, Elliot, Schefter, Ian Rappaport, tweet to us things that are completely not about uh, the the original tweet. And, and so we see them and we wanted to bring social media to the air here. It's two tweets and a lie. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> we're not holding back at all. Okay, to pull back the curtain a bit, we try to separate our our workflow a little bit. Dom doesn't know what I'm going to do some days. I don't know what Dom's going to do some days. I was like, Dom, maybe some music for, for these segments that we're introducing. He's like, all right, I got you, I got you. So two tweets and a lie. I was, I was not prepared for uh, that. Zero consultation. Bringing the heat for the debut of two tweets and a lie. So for our first tweet, Bick. Oh, and apparently we have a special guest for this? Yes. Okay. You'll see in a moment. Okay. Uh, we have a special guest voicing the tweets. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so the first tweet from at Canucks, GM Patrick Alvin announced today that the Canucks have acquired defenseman Philip Ronick and Detroit's 2023 fourth-round pick in exchange for the conditional first-round pick acquired in the Bo Horvat trade with the New York Islanders and Vancouver's second-round pick in 2023 NHL entry draft. As we all remember, controversial trade. Mm-hmm. A lot, th- a lot of things were said. Um, now, what did you say? What did I, I say? I, no, not you particularly. Like the, the, the the fans of what the team. What did the fans of the so team t- say? Two of these are real, and one is fake. And uh, we're we're going to try to guess along and, and see which one's fake. Tweet number one: Zach Goodman, uh, can we please load from the last save point? <laughs> so that's AI batch. It's our special. Guess I needed for this. to find another way to implement AI so, batch. So so it's at Zach Goodman. Uh, can we please load from the last save point? Clever. Well done, Zach. Or maybe not, Zach. Uh, tweet number two. Canucks fan, 76. Just uh, when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. <laughs> I, I. That's very believable. That's very <laughs> believable. And uh, tweet number three. Brock Hardnuck. Uh, just about Mc had it. So, All right. So which tweet is it? Is it tweet number one? Zach Goodman, uh, can we please load from the last save point? Is it tweet number two? Canucks fan, 76, just uh, when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. You go and do something like this. Or is it tweet number three? Brock Hardnuck, uh, just about Mc had it. Badge's delivery is very like Jeff Goldblum-esque here. It's like, just when uh, I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. You go and do something like this. I, you know, I'm going to go with that one. Canucks fan 76 is the lie. Oh, ah, you got massive. It. I don't think I made it hard enough for you there. Ooh, that's great. That's great. Uh, on to the second tweet of two tweets in a lie. Uh, from the Canucks, we're picking 11th overall in the 2023 NHL entry draft. This is, of course, the lottery. this year's lottery. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were hoping for Connor Bedard. Uh, and we go. Tweet number one. At Chef Swaggerks, uh, Burke Hurst, we're never winning the draft lottery. Goodbye, Sweet Prince. Have fun winning cups in Chicago while we sit here with broken hearts. Okay, that one, at Chef Swagger, friend of the show. Yeah. That's real. I had to, I had to give a shout-out yeah. to, to our boy. For sure. Uh, this from Vancouver. At Vancouver, uh, y'all really thought we'd do better than this. Like, can y'all do math? <laughs> I love AI Badger, man. We're going to have real badge coming up here in about 10 minutes, but AI batch is undefeated right now. He is. And uh, tweet number three. Smoke City. Oh, for f- sake. 
So tweet number one. At Sm- Chef Swagger. Hang on. Uh, I'm just going to guess. Smoke okay. City. Smoke City is the one. It is not. Oh. I'm so sorry. I had a 50 50 <laughs> shot here. So Vancouver? Uh, no, it was at Chef Swagger. A bit of a misdirect there. Oh. I see you working. Yeah. All right. I, I thought, uh, all right. My bad. My bad. And uh, our final two tweets in a lie today. Uh, this coming from at Fridge, N-H-N-I-C. Uh, of course, is uh, the famous Elliot Freeman. Uh, good morning from Stockholm. Boat ride yesterday with Elias Pedersen. He is dialed in for 2023-2024. Very, very serious about training and nutrition. More to come. But Pedersen will wait into the season to consider an extension. He wants all his focus to be on starting strong. All right. Of course, this... The tweet that shook Vancouver literally for for a couple of days. Uh, it's all we talked about. Uh, very famous tweet. Everyone knows about it. Uh, so reply number one at fifteen XJD. Uh, you chose violence by posting this at twelve a.m. Vancouver time. So everyone here can either sleep before they see this or wake up to this news. <laughs> yep. Tweet right. number two at Allen season. 27, basically saying if we lose the first seven games uh, again, he's gone LMAO. I don't blame him. <laughs> Love the end there. How does Batch get him. the tone right? I don't blame him. AI Batch, I should say. AI Batch. And uh, tweet number three. At Happy64, Ralph Benning has put us in, in such a big hole that the uh, best thing he's ever done for the franchise is going to walk away from the team. What is life? <laughs> what is life? Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, happy 64 Ralph there with the like the the sideways Hathaway reference. Like, what is love? Yeah, we're in. All right, two for three today. Two, uh, tweets, two tweets and a lie. Two tweets and a lie. Chef Swagger texting in. Why am I being name dropped? Chef Swagger texting in. You're you're a loyal part of the yeah. people, man. What hey, look, mean? it's the people's show. You're part of the show now. You've signed up. You've signed up to be part of this. <laughs> All right, that's AI Batch. Uh, thank you to the special guest, uh, AI Batch, for two tweets and a lie. Uh, we'll try that uh, continuing next week as well. But let's talk to the real Brendan Bachelor on the other side. Uh, he'll join us from Penticton getting ready for the Young Stars tournament, uh, which we'll hear all weekend long at Sportsnet 650. It's coming up here on The People Show. I don't blame him.